sergeant in charge. So, uh, so Jeff, how, how are you? How is, Doing. how's life in the, in the quarantines? I uh, spent a I week at the shore in Belmar, New Jersey. Yeah, you um, did. How was that? Good. I did a lot of yard work, got a lot of brush and debris out of a backyard and uh, mm -hmm. felt good. Felt like a man. It was nice. Yeah. You know, like yeah. George W. Bush in his downtime, liked to clear brush on his sure. back 40. He'd like he have an old it. pickup truck and then he would just drive around and clear brush. Here's, can I tell you something that I'm very afraid of? Yeah. Is poison ivy. I do yes. not. I, I, I don't know if I have an allergy to poison ivy more than, let's say, your average Tom Dick or Harry, but I, I can get it really bad. And, and I was also a, uh, I, I was a landscaper for a couple of years, which is not a good thing. Yeah. Um, how, uh, are you, and it, what's, what's the Belmar poison ivy situation? Here's the thing. I used to be a landscaper. I still cannot pick out what poison ivy is. And my daughters make fun of me. My wife sure. makes fun of me. I got poison ivy this spring already. Yeah. I just, I, all ivy looks the same to me, Chip. Sure. But the thing you're supposed to do, I know that if you see something that you think is poison ivy, you gently take a piece off chew it on your right side okay and your left side of your mouth and then just rub it gently on each cheek okay and then if it is poison ivy your throat will like get really tight and constricting oh. and your face will blow up with scabs. so you'll know then yes. so that's the definitive answer that's yeah, right then the next time you'll know jeff i i believe you're being facetious right now mm -hmm. but my grandmother uh <laughs> god rest her soul uh she used to work, she was a secretary at a nursery, you know, like a greenhouse nursery, not like for children, uh, because, you know, who would, but they, uh, but her boss, the owner of the nursery was this very nice guy. His last name was mm -hmm. Vic, I think, Vic's nursery. I think it was in Conshohocken. And he was a very nice guy, but he was a little like, he was just out there a little bit, but he was a very nice guy. Uh, he was immune to poison ivy because he ate it. And that's what yeah. he did that uh he's like oh yeah i can get into poison ivy because yeah somebody told me that once and i just ate a bunch of it and now i'm immune to it that would kill that would literally kill a person but for whatever reason for him it worked he ate poison ivy and apparently he was immune to it do you know that they um they bring in special goats if there's a lot of poison ivy in like a township they'll really? bring in they'll bring in goats to eat the poison ivy and it okay. doesn't affect the goats at all do you think we should start a either a poison ivy or a goat related podcast i think we should it would be um let's call it uh goat miles with chip and jeff or yeah. uh yeah goat miles would be good i think that's great by the way uh just to give you a heads up on what's happening over on facebook land jeff because i know you're focusing more on zoom i'm on facebook yep. i feel disconnected from you you're on facebook i'm on zoom but that's all right you know we're in two different places but we're together at one just like that song from uh an american tale the disney movie <laughs> about the mice the russian mice but uh shane murphy said that uh when we did ask it is his, the video is working seamlessly on his uh, 56k modem and you, uh shane. john howie is uh saying that he's watching us on his coleco vision that's a great great uh system a lot i still have mine still play ladybug a lot mm -hmm. i did i posted something on twitter recently about uh ladybug on coleco vision hot take much better than pac-man wow yeah. I don't even know what Ladybug is. I mean, I've, I'm a, I'm aware of ColecoVision, but I was not aware of. I had one friend who had ColecoVision, and we didn't get to go over their house too much. By the way, uh, Jason Jones, old friend from high school, even Jeff, I'm going to say middle school, even. Yeah. Jason Jones, a good friend of mine uh, from middle school, said that he's that he called me a boomer, and he said that I have a lot of CDs, 
which uh, <laughs> I, I think is going to come into play very shortly, at yeah. least later on in this episode. And uh, uh, Blake Wexler has joined uh, from our California correspondent. Blake, if you could let us know how things are going on on the, uh, on the left coast, uh, give us an update. And uh, of course, uh, Gerard, Dr. Gerard Pescatore, our uh, official trainer and Junk Miles personal physician, has, uh, has joined us as well. Are you ready to introduce our guest, Chip? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I'm ready as I'll ever be, I guess. Then I you will admit and, him. And, and you know what? Admit him. Just admit it. I'm going to admit, admit him via Zoom. Okay. Guys, this is Philadelphia entertainer, comedian, sketch performer, pizza fan, all around good guy. You want less of him or do you want more of Joe Moore? That's the question I have out for you right now, Chip. I want more of Joe Moore. Hi, Joe Moore. All right. Uh, that's a good note to come in on. More um, more than this, you mean? Like, should I sit back further so there's No, more- no, I think this is the correct amount of Joe Moore. Why uh, are we fighting already? I feel like, why are we why are already, already yelling at each other? Like, I feel like this, is a, this has gotten off to a really bad foot that we don't, it's like we're ordering Joe around. Joe's given us a lot of flack. Obviously, you felt that tension in his voice. I just, I really don't feel comfortable with this entire uh, conversation. Let's see. I think I'm thinking I should leave. Yeah. Uh, how do I get less chantry in my? <laughs> okay. So what you do is you turn down your monitors, uh, look for the chantry button. Yeah. And, uh, now Joe Moore is with us. So uh, Joe Moore. Oh, and Joe Moore, you're officially on Facebook too. There's a little bit of a lag, but I see all three of us. Uh, the wonderful Joe Moore, a good friend of mine, a very funny comedian started out, dare I say, and Joe, I'd like to get your backstory a little bit because this is WTF with Mark Marin. Um, started out as a comedy fan and uh at least in my orbit i knew him as a comedy fan and then one night he just appeared on stage and was just as funny as anybody else yeah could you could you could you color in those lines a little bit more joe tell us about your uh rise to fame yeah i mean i think most people who get into comedy are fans first i don't think it's not like everyone invents it all Mm -hmm. at the same time and then starts doing it well that's true I came, I moved down to South Jersey. I live in South Jersey now and um, I didn't have uh, internet. And by the way, for the listeners, that's uh, short for Southern New Jersey. Go, <laughs> yep. go ahead, Joe. Uh, I, I, um, I didn't have internet or TV uh, in my apartment and I would work like 12 hours a day. And I found out that if you go, if I take the Patco, I could go see a comedy show for free or $5 and meet funny, interesting people like Chip. That's right. And uh, he was always just a nice guy, a good supporter of comedy, liked him, he had a good attitude. And uh, and then what was your first, I feel like there was a night where didn't something happen where like you just had to take over a show for some reason, or you became a guest on it, like you randomly got pulled up from the audience, or am I just thinking of Courtney Cox in the Bruce Springsteen <laughs> video? Yeah, Bruce pulled me up. It was yeah. a Southern Jersey uh, story. Yeah, no, the... Uh, Luke Giordano's show so okay. couldn't make it he was missing a panelist and he pulled me from the audience up and that was it that was yeah. like when um, Keith Moon when the Who were playing and he was in the audience and he said he was better than their drummer and he just jumped up on stage well I don't think I'm better than Luke or anyone else on that show that's what you kind of intimated Joe yeah you heard it here guys Joe Moore saying that he's a lot funnier than most Philadelphia and Philadelphia expats uh, Blake Wexler's watching right now. What do you think about Blake Wexler? Do you think you're funnier than Blake? Wow. And be honest, 
because we can tell when you're lying. Yeah, I mean, Blake is one of the funniest people on earth. He's less funny than me, but he's really funny. Very funny. Right. Doesn't right, Blake sure. have a show in California right now? Are you funnier than Blake? Than a fifth grade Blake? Well, if he brings that to Southern Jersey, then we'll see. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Fantastic. Now, so, Joe, you are, are you, you're quarantining like everyone else, right? You're not one of those crazy people who's out and about demanding haircuts and, um, uh, you know, drink refills at Taco Bell. No, nope. I don't, uh, I'm not, I haven't been very many. I actually did go get tacos today. Oh, good. An enchilada today. Um, but it was a pick, curbside pickup and I had a mask and everything. Hey, a lot of people were wondering, you, you were, you were kind of not, I wouldn't say bragging, but you were, you were pretty excited about debuting a new shirt today. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wearing it. It's can, we a, take, can we take a look a little bit? How many, how many yellow shirts do you have in your collection? I have two chip. I, I think I might have two as well. Yeah. I think this is, this is maybe my first and I'm super stoked, stoked about it. I really wanted to wear it out and now I can't. What do we got on there? We have well, there's a, a horse. horse I see. Oh my God. <laughs> there's a lot happening. That's right a there. beautiful, that is a beautiful shirt. <laughs> it's never. It's ending. Like a, oh, it's like a, it's like a crest. That's a family oh. crest. Is that the Moore family crest? Liberty Jersey. And prosperity 1776. Is that the New, Jer New Jersey state flag? Yeah. Is it really? Is that what that is? The <laughs> yeah. state flag of New Jersey. Doesn't it look only this is like what's up in front of the Capitol building and like your neighbors who have too many flags. It looks I, like someone who couldn't draw in high school. But <laughs> right. Yeah. Like that's what you would make for like a, like a seventh grade term paper, like, you know, like a project that, that would hang up. Uh, the, I, like, I feel like in the middle part, that looks like a, like a, like a, just a dresser drawer, like a, like a, a set of drawers where it's like two aunts who like live together. Like they just never got married. They live together <laughs> like in Pensalkin. You got to go visit them. You got the Godfather reference. Yep. Totally. And then, yeah, these drawers are good. I think it, it also looks like those old timey skates that old people, you know, like in the 1800s. Oh yeah. Yep. Hans and then right above skates. that, right below the horse, it feels like a big plate of spaghetti with one giant meatball. Uh, <laughs> This is literally the most New Jersey shirt I've ever seen. That's fantastic. I looked close and I, I think I saw some uh, Taylor Ham pork roll. In, <laughs> that's just subtly, very, very subtle. Taylor. Off, yeah. <laughs> that's a great, that's probably the best shirt chip that's ever appeared on Junk Miles with Chip and Jeff. Wouldn't you say? Absolutely. 100%. 100%. Maybe yeah. that'll be it from now on. We'll try to tell guests if you can try, top Joe Moore's shirt, mm -hmm. then maybe you can be on the show. It's like a Twilight Zone episode, you know, to get this shirt finally and then not be able to wear it everywhere. Don't get Chip started on Twilight Zone. I, I just saw him perk up. I did. I, I got all excited. Well, first of all, I get very excited for Twilight, the book series, and then I get even more excited. So it's like it's a lift and then another lift for that. I actually did get to speak to I have a friend who. A good friend of mine, her son is nine years old and he's really interested in stand-up comedy. And she wanted me to meet with him to talk to him about stand-up comedy. Like, how do you write jokes and that type of thing? So I've been meeting with him every week or so for about a half hour on Zoom. And we, we talk about jokes and I show him different things. And uh, I always talk to him about what he's watching. And one of the things he watched, he loves the Twilight Zone, the original Twilight Zone. And he's nine. And like in great detail, gave me a few episodes. Like he knows the ins and outs of Twilight Zone. He also loved, uh, I have a little quiz for you guys. Uh, you might have a quiz for us later, but just a very quick quiz. 
uh, I asked him whose favorite comedians are. Okay. And a nine-year-old told me his, his favorite comedians were. Can I guess? He said, I said, I said, I, I should have said, I couched it besides Joe Moore. I did say besides right. Joe Moore. Right. Do you want to take a, Do you want to take a guess, uh, Jeff? Uh, Weird Al. Okay. That's a good guess. Whoa. Wrong. Um, Man, I, what a nine-year-old would think was a comedian. Is it a YouTube personality who I've never heard of? That was a guess that I, I thought maybe that's what PewDiePie? not. These are both people who you know. You both Andrew, know these Andrew people. Dice Clay. Well, okay, that's one of them. Who's the other? No, it's not H Andrew Dice Clay. Henny, Henny Youngman. Right. It's just the spectrum. What if uh, he, Chip, what if he told you like his favorite were like, three of the most filthy men's right comics, like men's rights comics out there. Oh, it'd be great. It'd just like be great. really into some big Jay Okerson. Yeah, I love Jamie scene. Kilstein. Yeah, <laughs> just really into that. Uh, he's a big Kilstein fan. Um, I, he said, and I asked him who were his favorite, if yes. he knew about, because I, I did start it very, do you know any stand-up comedians? Have you watched stand-up comedy? He said, yeah. And I asked him whose favorite stand-up comedians are, and he said, and I quote, uh, actually, you're, Partially right with the first name for both of them. He said Jimmy Fallon okay. and Jim Schwarzenegger. Uh, I think he obviously meant the former governor of California, who he probably saw in maybe, let's say, kindergarten cop, oh. assumed that he was a stand-up comedian. And instead of calling him Arnold, he called him Jim Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Did you yell at him? Oh, I scolded him very hard, Yes. <laughs> I, I scored him very hard. Speaking of Santa comedians, Scott Brennan just joined us. Thanks, thanks for joining Scott and uh, uh, Nancy Lou is here, by the way, too. Yeah. I'm, try, I'm trying to I want to reel in everybody who's there. And uh, um, uh, but uh, I, I, here's the quiz. Here's the actual quiz that I have for you. Okay. He, I, I said because then we started talking about sketch comedy a little bit and other types of comedy. What have you watched? And he said I saw this really funny guy that he wore his pants like up to here, and I figured it was some YouTube guy you know some weird youtube sketch with his pants up to here it wasn't though if you want to figure out and take a guess at home if you're listening what like sketch or comedy character uh has his, his uh, pants up to here that he thought was really funny i have two guesses chip okay go ahead i'll start with ed grimley you nailed it yeah you nailed it yeah he that's great totally for a little kid it. to be into ed grimley ed grimley yeah uh, and, and we watched, I, I shared on my Zoom, I, 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 we watched an old Ed Grimley episode, like a sketch. He thought it was hilarious. And then I started showing some of the Ed Grimley cartoon. Yes. And uh, he just seemed to nod off. I, I just don't <laughs> think it was fast paced. It was 1980s. Uh, Joe's on here too, Joe Mariana. Uh, hey, Joe, how are you, man? Oh, and also John Howie said, uh, Jim Schwarzenegger, G-Y-M Schwarzenegger. Maybe that's what he meant. Oh, nice. That. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's what he meant. That. that would be great if Arnold did go into like stand up and did have his name. <laughs> sure. James. Sure. Yeah. Oh, Steve um, Urkel. Joe said, get, was that your second guess? Urkel is right. That, that's a good, that's a good guess too. Cause that was one of my thoughts too. What do we got there? Oh, and you said Blake Wexler. Yeah. He said Blake Wexler. He does. Blake wears his pants very right under the nipples. Blake. That's we call him right under the nipples. Wexler. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey guys, I don't want to, um, bring it down a little bit, but I think we do have to take a moment of silence today. We lost a good one. Yeah. A womp, bump, a lubab, a womp, bump, bump. Rest in power, little Richard, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. Now, Chip and I, Joe, we, we mentioned on our two shows ago that there's a thing on the internet, especially Twitter or Facebook, like when someone like a prominent musical figure dies, 
you get a lot of people who come out of the woodwork who's never once mentioned their love or even acknowledged that existence of that musician are now really, really sad about it, right? So you get people like, I don't know how I'm going to go on. Little Richard is dead. The world's ending to me. And you're like, I don't think I ever remember you even mentioning Little Richard once in your life. So we are very cognizant of that right now. So I'm going to be very honest right now and say, Little Richard, I know you did a lot. You pretty much created rock and roll. All of us white people, we stole it from you. Mm-hmm. I think these are truths. I think only can name maybe two songs and i thought they were both the same song like right good golly miss molly and that womp womp tootie fruity tootie fruity i thought were the same song right yeah i could i could see that joe yeah. now no, I, you have to uh, joe are you a little richard fan um i mean i wasn't until he died and now i don't know how i'll continue okay good good that's okay. allowed yeah now yeah, you are officially upfront and honest do you I know like why that. he was named Little Richard? Because there was always already a big Richard. No, that he's three foot nine. He was is he? Three is that very, no, very tiny man? Just the wingspan to play the piano has got to had to be difficult. I mean, that's just an extra hurdle. He twenty-two inch lips in his shoes. Is that is that right? The first part, but why Richard? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. His real. Let me see. His real name was Richard Wayne Penniman. He was born December fifth, nineteen thirty-two. Better known as Little Richard, American singer, songwriter, musician. He was an influential figure in popular music and culture for seven decades. That's pretty awesome. Wow. Seven decades. By the way, uh, I I don't like. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, he was a huge influence on like, you know, everyone from the Beatles to Led Zeppelin to literally every other white musician who ripped Mm -hmm. him off. Jerry Lee Lewis pretty much ripped off his his whole career was based on Little Richard. Yeah. Uh, I know from seeing like old footage, I feel like that was something that was part of my childhood in like the late eighties, early nineties. There was a lot of nostalgia for that black and white kind of beginning of rock and roll stuff. And I don't know, I don't see that around as much anymore. Um, But I remember seeing videos of him like kicking over the stool and like banging his foot on the piano and screaming and stuff. So yeah, his self-proclaimed madman. So uh, we'll, we'll take a, take a sip in honor. Little Richard. Yeah, we, we will. Chip, not drinking anything. I see Joe drinking some water. I have a little, I, I'm drinking a little tea right now. I actually did have a little wine earlier. I had a um, little Zoom happy hour with uh, two of my good friends, Anna and Mike. Anna uh, Goldfarb and Mike DePasquale. Uh, we, the four of us, my wife and I had a little, nice little uh, Zoom happy hour with them, which I Big thought fan was- Big Anna, uh, Anna Goldfarb and her yeah. Uh, writing. She's yeah, exactly. Yeah, New York Times writer. If you will. New York Times writer. Chip, we've had, we should have her on the show because we already had one New York Times writer on our show. I think once we, or at least twice. We did. Yeah. Miller, right? Yes, maybe we did. Maybe we on the show. Yeah, she'd be great. Maybe we could be considered a New York Times podcast. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Joe, have, I, you, I uh, have you written for New York Times yet or recently? I've been meaning to get around to it. Uh, but this would be a good time. There's all this yard work, you know? I understand. Now, Joe, you are quarantining with uh, your lovely wife and I believe two very young children, correct? Yeah, a a four-year-old and a four-month-old. Oh, my God. How are they getting along, the four-month-old and the four-year-old? I I keep trying to explain it to the four-month-old. I don't think it really has sunk in yet what's going on. So he's great. He loves it. Uh, And yeah, you know, it's, it's fun. When it's not scary, it's nice to be here with kids because the world is so small with them and that world is really fun. 
So when you, you know, if I, I can't spend a lot of time reading the news or whatever, when they go to bed, then it's like, I can worry about all the stuff I need to worry about. How, yeah. how did your four year old daughters, how did she take little Richard's passing? Oh, we haven't told her yet. Okay. You're going to save it for her birthday? Like, I mean, that's probably the best time. Like, rap, you know, we're singing. We put out the yeah, happy birthday. As just as she breathes in to blow out the candles, we're going to be little Richard passed away. Yeah. And then, you know, that is, the, I think that's the best way to do it. I, that, Kids got to learn. They have to learn to deal with grief and especially at, you know, important moments in their life where they can balance it out, you know? She'll, she'll think about it. She'll get over it. Next thing you know, she's just shoving cake in her face and everything's yeah. good again. Yeah. Guys, I want to ask you uh, something that uh, happened that was kind of fun. And I'm going to ask you, do either we of We already you- talked about Richard, uh, little Richard passing away. And I wouldn't, <laughs> I would not consider it to be fun. I don't know why you would, A, I don't know why you would bring that up again. We've already talked about the subject and then you're just going to be like, oh, by the way, here's a really fun thing that happened. I'm sorry. Then uh, next topic. Um, do either of you use Alexa or any of the home kind of things that manage your life? Like you, you don't like Joe, you just yell out like, uh, what's the weather? And then some robot voice will answer you. We, our neighbor is pretty close and very nosy. <laughs> his, his name's, his name's Joe too. So I'm just like, Joe, what's, you know, what did the flyers do last night? And he'll shout it out. Oh, that's nice. That's really helpful. Is that a subscription or does that just come with your, homeowners association if the mortgage piece. payment is a subscription then it's a subscription but it's just it's a perk right i see now chip you don't have alexa or anything either a home assistant i believe they're called no do i look like somebody who <laughs> has his life organized no so i don't i do have a voice command memo on my xfinity tv remote control oh wow that, that, that's as far as we go that's a, that's a good brag that's nice we're yeah. basically amish how good does it like do you can you tell it like turn on the weather channel yeah oh yeah oh yeah it's pretty good you can go to specific shows i mean like watch arrested development and it'll give me all the options to watch arrested development it might even point me to the the hip-hop act as well arrested development fantastic yeah Yeah. Well, well i broached that subject because um funny thing happened yesterday uh there's a Colorado comedian named Andrew Orvidal. He's a really funny guy. He's part of Grolix. Uh, they had a TV show, Those Who Can't, about teachers. It was on like, like FX for three years, one of those stations. He's a really funny guy. And he just released a new comedy album, and it's awesome. It is just insanely funny. And it's called Alexa Play Creed. That's the exact title, Alexa. Oh, I, I saw somebody advertise that. Yeah. Right. So yesterday I'm doing a Facebook live show for my friends and relatives. And at the end, I just said, Hey, make sure you check out. And I said really loud, Alexa play Creed. And at least for the people, Joe, were you online said, Oh my God, Creed is now playing arms wide open. Make it stop. So I kept saying it over and over and it kept playing for people because my, this stupid Alexa not only recognizes your voice, but can recognize an extremely mellifluous, handsome voice coming over to the internet. It could be right now with people listening. Yeah. Yeah. Alexa, play Creed. Alexa, play Creed. How about we all say it? All right, you go, Chip. Alexa, play Creed. 
Go. Alexa, play Creed. Alexa, play Creed. Now, hopefully someone will have uh, a home assistant like that. Or we could say like, what do you say for Google? It doesn't, isn't there like a Google uh, one too? Is Alexa Google? Siri's the other one, right? Oh yeah, Siri. Siri's play Creed. Siri, play Creed. <laughs> and Joe, what is your, what big, you know, major big tech corporation is your neighbor Joe affiliated with? Uh, he used to work for a casino. Okay. So one of those, Bally's. Okay. Okay. That's great. Uh, by the way, uh, John Solomon is with us right now. Uh, Professor John Solomon, uh, radio dis- uh, DJ extraordinaire. Uh, he said that Jeff missed the hat memo. So it's a good, it's a good, hair I, day. it's a good hair day for me today. So I'm just, you are I'm, looking good. Yeah. Looks great. You are looking good with Thank hair. Thank you. Yeah. I got a, uh, now Joe, I know you were over quarantine. You have been playing with hairstyles. Yeah, I got a, I did get a haircut in my backyard, but I didn't realize till after I got it done. That, and now anytime someone sees me in a zoom or whatever, it looks like I might be a, a quarantine breaker going out and getting haircuts. Um, but did yeah. your neighbor Joe cut your hair? Oh, nice. Yeah, we just we just took it down, and I had I bought trimmers. I guess after I got uh, shears, I, after I got married, I was like, "Who am I trying to impress? I could just shear this off, and save the you know two bits that I spent on a shave and a haircut." Um, so I started just shearing my head, and I for the first time in literal years, uh, in January or February, I went and got a sit down haircut from someone that was not me or my wife, and. Uh, and then I, I was all set to go. I really liked it. It was great. And the middle of May, a little middle of March, I was going to go get another haircut. It was just too overgrown. And then now, I believe over. Chip, you have a giant head of hair under that hat, right? I like do. I do. It is. Uh, it, yeah, it's I have. It's been about a month since I have not worn a hat because it just my hair doesn't get really like long. I'm hoping it gets to a point where it's like long and cool, but it's just like big and weird. It's so eventually going to flop down soon and then you'll look. You would like hope big. so, like flop back maybe. Yeah. I look like I'm in an alternative band, but Gordon uh, not, Gecko it. not quite yet. I, I think it's what it is. It's just straight back. Straight back. Real cream. Wear like a nice yeah. power tie and suit everywhere you go. Right. Jeff, I don't mean to pry, Jeff, and yeah. you can answer off air if you'd prefer, but are you using product? Yeah, I did. I put a little um, pom- pomade, not pomade, palm olive. Crisco? Oh, palm olive. Palm olive. I was Badge, washing I the dishes, and I just, and I, someone said to use it, so I just put a little here, a little here, and I, just one big hefty, This was that was three days ago. Sure. Yeah, yeah. and it's just stayed this way ever since, and I'm getting a lot of compliments from all the people who see it, my, you know, my, my, my dogs, my wife sometimes looks at me. So yeah, getting some good feedback. Uh, by the way, Hair. we are, Jeff, we do have, I don't mean to throw a monkey wrench into this and I know this is Joe's spotlight, but we have a very special guest that's just, that's going to join us in the podcast. Oh my God. I'm excited. If you want to let him in, he's in the waiting room right now. Here we go. We this have a very be- special surprise guest, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my God. It's going to be a good time. I can tell already. I think it's going to be a very good time. Oh my goodness! Hey, <laughs> Johnny, good times. Johnny, good times. It's Johnny, good times. Johnny, With great his... times. Johnny, great. It looks like you're celebrating something, Johnny. You got a party hat on and some uh, party horn. Oh my goodness! Look a lot at of... how you doing? Oh, he's still connecting to audio, I think. Uh, but that's you know he's. What it, I mean, with a visual like that, who needs the? Who needs audio? <laughs> who need? Uh, by the way, uh, speaking of audio. Is he? Hey, Johnny, can you hear us? 
It sounds like you're still connecting to audio, Johnny. <laughs> I wish we could hear you. We can see you, Johnny. I we like see- this version of Johnny. It's fun. I do. It's a, it's like a French film. <laughs> <laughs> I hope everybody's seeing Johnny right now. Like I think, yeah, they are. They um, are. It, so we can hear him, but we can't. There oh, we go. There we go. Sorry to interrupt. Just wanted to chime in for a few seconds for the yeah. little birthday celebration. I think this is so great that you guys are doing this. He is the father of rock and roll. And just for you guys to take a few moments out of your show to wish the man happy birthday. I'm right there with you guys. Oh, okay. Um, it's audio. Yeah. If Johnny. Okay. Here's, I don't know how to, I, you're very excited. You got your little Richard background. What is it's this, not, 87th? I think it's 87th. I mean, that's the guy right. who's he, been around for a long time. This is a he, big Yeah. He's not, he's not 87 anymore. I'll say that, Johnny. <laughs> 88? Well, here's the thing. Now, you know how every book has a beginning and an end? Yeah. Uh, you are celebrating his beginnings, his birthdays. Unfortunately, uh, today was the other end of that book. Uh, we have lost little Richard. He is... He's no longer with us. He, uh, little Richard passed away at age 87 earlier today. What? Yeah. Are you, you guys are kidding, right? This is a. No. And actually you're wearing a party hat and we're blowing a balloon on Facebook live and zoom right now. Yeah. Uh, you're celebrating and, uh, uh, little, little Richard, uh, rock and roll genius, uh, you know, uh, architect, uh, his, his has passed away. All right. Well, it's good to see everybody. Sorry, John. Sorry, Johnny. Well, oh Jesus. That was Johnny. Good times. He he seemed excited. Yeah. He seemed excited, but um, he had the hat. He had the hat. He had the he had the birthday horn. He was very excited about Little Richard's birthday, and we had to break some bad news. Isn't his son's name Little Richard? Good times. I mean, he's a big fan. Yeah, his name is actually even literal Richard. That's his. Uh, that's his name. So uh, it's it's going to be a tough one for Johnny Goodtimes today. Just finding out that that little Richard passed away. Um, by the way, more bad news. If we're just giving out all up bad news, uh, uh, John uh, Federico just said that his Alexa just responded. He, he, this was from a couple minutes ago. Responded and started playing Creed. So he hates us now. John, was it arms wide open? I'm guessing arms arms wide open. Yeah, John, was it arms wide open? Could you let us know? Also, John Howie said that if you curse into your your voice remote, it will refuse to help you. So you have to use good language. Oh, my goodness. That's a good tip. Yeah. Tech tips with Chip, Jeff, and John Howie. And John Howie. Uh, And I think uh, you know John Howie, don't you, Joe? You guys are mutual friends, right? Yeah. You guys know each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, My neighbor doesn't care if I curse. Yeah. Oh, really? So Joe's sense. cool with it. Casino, yeah. Casino Joe's cool with it. Okay. He knows I'm an adult. Yeah. Well, that's great. That's great. Um, now, Chip, yeah. we like to play. I think we're going to play a little game we like to call. Um, I don't know if we have a name for this for this segment. It's, it's new. We played it with John Solomon. But it's basically grab a CD. Yep. Any CD at random. Yes. Um, no, no forethought, no like looking. You just grab like chip, you go over the shoulder, I believe. Grab and go. Bang, bang, and back here. Yeah, and we really pray for one day all of his CDs to come crashing down. Yeah, that's the hope. Just for fun, just so we go viral. Mm-hmm. Like it'd be like Philadelphia man um decapitated by 
CDs. Well, and I should say you can't see the top of my CD uh, collection. There's one, two, three, four, five, five rows of CDs and then two rows of DVDs. Uh, and then on top of that is some hat boxes <laughs> and an old wooden tennis racket and a bowling ball. Bowling just ball. just so you guys are prepared uh, mm -hmm. for what may happen. The top row, is it like very unpleasant? <laughs> it's here. I can give you a little bit of a. Uh... Oh my God, Chip! Whoa! That's... There you go, right there. That's Pretty, rivaling uh... Joe's shirt in like immense uh, awesomeness. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that is a. Uh, there you it is. One of those like library ladders to just... that slide across <laughs> back and forth. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, you I do have like... a card catalog for for all of these. Oh, that... I'm just thinking now logistically how annoying it would be for me to. I would want to put like my favorite stuff top and first top and left you know what i mean mm -hmm. like that yeah. would make it so hard i'd probably you probably want to put your worst most embarrassing cds up there right i did have them alphabetically for a while oh and i do apologize i forgot uh part of it i moved because of the junk miles uh logo that i forgot to uh, put on until right now the uh our junk miles logo i had that sitting there and, Chip, uh, I, I picture you like on a Friday night, Saturday night, you and executive producer Kim Chance here done with all your work. She's sure. pouring wine and she's like, Chip, can you grab something special for us to watch? And then you just roll over the ladder, yep. climb up and you're like, Family Matters season six, good yes. for the night. And she's exactly. just like, yeah, a glass of wine. And then little, peop little people, big world, the entire first season. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm the only person in America who's still watching that show, Little People, Big World. I, I catch it every once in a while and I still love it. It was my I goal about it. 10 years ago. I did want to go on vacation to the Roloff Farm. The Roloff Farm. I love that from day one of the first episode, the seething hatred between the parents was evident. Yeah. And they just kind of played along on the show. And then by like season 10, they're like, we're getting so divorced. We're getting yeah. super divorced. They got the most divorced I've ever seen anybody get. And it and it's not amicable and it's just like warring factions. Yeah. But they live on the same roll-off farm still. Right. Which I mean, Oregonians, if you will. Or I know, in Washington. I am somewhere in the grid. Or I don't even think I'm familiar with the show you're talking about, but are they going to recast Little Richard? <laughs> They're gonna have to. It's yeah, it's like gonna be replacing the I mean, little people big world with little Richard just thrown in the mix would be i mean it's already sort of my favorite show how but. about this little richard underworld little richard goes to hell <laughs> i like right. that i like that a lot and I he's like just like lot. in a little devil's costume because again mm -hmm. he's three foot nine sure got his little trident and he's just like playing music chasing around people with their mm -hmm. in the underworld it could be fun i'm in i'm in Chip, you have connections. Write up a uh, spec yeah. script and let us know. I will. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put together a uh, put together a deck. Yeah, put together a, a treatment, if you will. All Should right. we play this game? Let's play this game. Uh, let's let Joe go first. Joe, is that what's behind you right there? I thought that was a nice decoration in your uh, house there, but it looks like just a bin of. This is all CDs here. And, this... and it looks like f maybe maybe some random fireworks. Is that how that works? <laughs> and this is another bin of CDs that I have. So so. Just real, I, I don't want to explain too much, but a lot of the CDs in this bin that you can't see that are off screen are these uh, bootlegs of shows that I went to with friends with a DAT recorder. Oh my okay. God. So there's going to be a lot of, there's a lot of weird live stuff in there. Okay. That, that might be fun or might not be fun. Yeah. But I'll go up here and I'll just kind of dig deep in. 
to see what we pull out. I'm getting some things that aren't plastic that are like the, you know, the book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some of these are my wife's. I don't want to pull one of my wife, my wife, because if you ask me, I won't know anything. About it. I would love if he stuck his hand in there and like novelty chattering teeth got caught on your hand and you. Pulled yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. Yep, that would be fun. Oh, here we go. There's this is one for a Pearl Jam live show for Madison Square Garden from uh, 2003. Nice. Now, okay. Joe, are you what we consider a Pearl Jam super fan? Yeah. And are, there, there's a possibility they might be coming to Philadelphia, correct? Yeah. They're, well, they they announced shows that are now postponed uh, in D.C. and New York, and they were going to play that festival in September in Asbury Park. Yeah, the See Here Now Festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sadly, that's canceled. That is one of the greatest concerts. Chip, it is on Asbury Park Beach, right? And I've been there with you. Yes, we've ran on the boardwalk there, but right near the convention center on the beach, all these amazing bands play. And you can go and you know buy tickets, but if you don't, you can still like get on the boardwalk and just hear it, and it's like an amazing thing. But it's mostly like kind of very surfer-esque, hippy-dippy kind of music. Mm. Good stuff, like Jack Johnson some like you know acts like that but they got pearl jam and that was a big get yeah insanely excited for that so Joe, uh, by the way speaking of, speaking of being excited I, I don't mean to interrupt but i think we do and i i hate to make this the norm uh but i think it is something special and i i did get word i think we have another very special guest that wants to join us for a moment if uh if we can if we can jump in and then get back to pearl jam this would be great. I, I love guests, Chip. I love being surprised. I don't know who it is, but I was just told that there was oh. going to be another guest. Oh, I think it's Johnny Good Times again, guys. I think it's Johnny Good Times. Oh, man. I hope he's okay. Yeah, he might not be good. Sure I'm sure he's fine, right? Like, I, I mean, picture Joe's love for Pearl Jam. That's Johnny's love for Lil Richard. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot. Yeah. I know whenever it's Eddie Vedder's birthday, I get my party hat, my party sure. horn going. Your state of Washington uh, T-shirt emblem T-shirt, sure. By the way, uh, John Kensel's here. By why we're waiting for Johnny to connect, John Kensel's here. He likes watching this and listening to it. He says, <laughs> and then uh, Justin Broadbent, my brother-in-law, said that he's just here because he likes to listen to what John Kensel is listening to. That's fair. oh. Speaking of John's, Johnny Good Times is back. Hey, Johnny. Hey, Johnny. How you doing, bud? Hey, what's up, guys? A little bit ahead of the curve this time. Okay. Uh, a little bit ahead of myself. It's not till next week. Okay. Jim Lehrer is about to turn 86, and I just wanted to express my excitement for the guy that runs the Jim Lehrer News Hour turning 86 a week from now. <laughs> you guys okay. excited? Come on! Why are you guys? What, what's with the what's with the glum looks? Hey, this is going to be a tough evening for you, uh, Johnny. Um, uh, Jim Jim Lehrer passed away this January. What? Yeah, the the news legend. Uh, back on January twenty third of this year, uh, he he passed away. Um, Who who's doing the news hour? He can't. That's impossible. It's called the Jim Lehrer News Hour. He right, can't. He was, yeah, he was. Uh, he was uh he was eighty five years old. He he died at his home in Washington D.C., uh, surrounded by family. But uh, I know you haven't been out a lot because of the quarantine, and we've been missing a lot of world news. Uh, but I know you're very excited about it. But yes, he uh, he has he has passed away. 
Wow. Sorry. I hope I didn't bring the I hope I didn't bring the meeting down. I hope no, I'm not. Fine. Johnny, is that a different party hat? <laughs> uh, yeah. I was trying to I was trying to I felt like the last time I kind of brought like a negative vibe to the show. Right. I to change it up, put a different hat on and and build build the excitement back up that I kind of when I was on last kind of dropped it. Yeah. And yeah, I I I thought Jim Lehrer, I mean his his birthday was right around the corner. That's like we'd all be excited about that, but um, so now not only did we have to break to you that a that a music rock and roll legend has passed away, but now uh, we're ending this segment with uh, the news that uh, you know a, a much respected, much beloved uh, news uh, news anchor has has, uh, has left us. Well, I'm sorry, guys. I know you're talking about you're doing your little running show and everything, and I'm sorry that I that I kind of screwed that up. So anybody. Back to the back to the chit chat about the about the running and the and the miles and you guys do a great job you guys do a great show and I'm sorry that I kind of brought things down a little bit. Right. Okay, Johnny. Right. Godspeed. Right. Good luck. Well, uh, well, that was Johnny. Good times. Fortunately, these things happen in twos. So that is true. That is good news. That's very good news. It's good to know. Yeah. So when when we pick a CD, normally we we like to give a little like you know, what the band meant to you. So obviously this is your band. This is your favorite band. Yeah, it's it's kind of, I. Uh, there's almost like a bit of Stockholm syndrome with Pearl Jam. Like I, they're, they're my first love, you know, when I was like in second or third grade, which would have been in 90, early 90s, 92, 93 for me. Um, and there was this thing about them that like, I knew, I didn't know what they were talking about. I was too young to understand what they were singing about in some mm -hmm. songs. Like, you know, some of their things deal with heavy topics, but I knew it was like kind of dark and like adult stuff. So that just made it so much more desirable. And then as they kind of grew, I grew with them. And so, you know, when I was in high school to be a Pearl Jam fan was not very cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it kind of got cool again for a little while. Maybe now that's crested and it's uncool again, but. Uh, I, yeah, they're just, you know, they're the, it's like a, your favorite cereal from childhood. They're probably yeah. have a favorite cereal. They're like the elder statesmen of American rock right now. Like they're, yeah, they're, they're above there. Foo Fighters in terms of been around a little bit longer than the Foo Fighters. Um, but it's probably those two bands who have the most like iconic, like I said, elder statesmen. They've been around. They're almost on the level now. Like I noticed that you had like a bootleg CD, right? Like, yeah. is it, is there, is there like a Grateful Dead level of trading shows and tapes? So you could be like, oh, do you have 97 at the Fillmore, um, night three and stuff like that? Yeah, not, I guess now because everything's digital, there's not that trading, but yeah, for sure too. I mean, when I was in high school, tape trading was huge with Pearl Jam fans and also going into like head, you know, those like head shops. Head shops. And finding the bootleg CD section, paying like forty-five dollars, right? Yeah, some like weird alt magazine. Uh, I've spent so much money on these things, and now they're just on YouTube. Now, right. didn't Pearl Jam? They encouraged it, right? Like, wasn't that part of their the the draw of being a fan? Like, yeah, it, it kind of ebbed and flowed uh, over time. They, I remember, you could ha have a handheld device; you couldn't have a DAT with microphones. Uh, okay original thing and then they started they released they did i think like two or three tours where they put out every show that you could buy i feel like at the tail end of the cd craze like i remember being at tower records with like because like fish did that for a long time and so fish is obviously has the big thing but i feel i feel like pearl jam started to try to match them yeah 
Yeah. All uh, right. By Jim. the way, jo- Josh Matches did say, and we should say that uh, he he does think that the Pixies have a few years on Pearl Jam, which of course they do. For sure. Um, but, the, but the but Pixies broke up for a while. Pixies did break up, so I think cumulative, he, uh, the you know Pearl Jam's probably got a little bit, a little bit more. They're some of the only left too, like the only lead singers who are even around anymore. Soundgarden, Alice in Chains, Nirvana, not uh, not around. By the way, some bad, bad news. John Kensel did just. Uh, I, I feel like this is important information we should share. John Kensel just let us know that uh, he just said, I broke my leg uh, watching Family Matters. Uh, uh, the rope broke and I fell off the banister. So um, <laughs> That's very unlike John, that kind of humor. Yeah, but. yeah we, we, uh, John, we hope for a, for a speedy recovery. Speedy recovery. Godspeed. Yeah. Yeah. Chip, uh, I think it's yeah. your turn. Oh, is it my turn? Okay, yeah. I was going to say I'd like that. you to give a And be careful because the last thing I want to see – is a bowling ball, an antique tennis racket, um, anything like that fall on top of your your beautiful head of hair. All right, you have to be kidding me. I literally have like 700 CDs. Uh, I, I got Dark Side of the Moon again. Remember no, I got that last week? Up, I'm it doing it another one. You're another not one. doing a duplicate. Okay, we I'm gonna we move get it. Forward. You like Pink Floyd. You have Pink Floyd glassware. We get it. Yeah, do you All like right. Spencer's Gifts? I know, right? Yeah, it's it's just a black light. And uh, uh, speaking of Spencer's Gifts, uh, this, is, this is a classic... Uh, I'm not going to, I don't have to, uh, I don't, I don't think I have to justify this one. I think we can all love it. I, I'm not going to say too much about their other albums, but this one is one of the few that I can definitely easily, uh, you know, easily defend. That is Weezer's Pinkerton right here. Pinkerton by the band Weezer. Pinkerton uh, is, I'm not a Weezer fan, but I do love, that's the album I like. Yeah. I I, I mean, I do love the, uh, I do love the blue album more than anything. The blue album is one of my favorite albums uh we were going to talk about perfect albums possibly that that's up there with in some of those perfect albums and this one was very different much of a departure great album and it was then, more it was more raw right chip it was it like is. studio like basically they went in recorded as a band it wasn't like a lot of you know isolation like and, and i forget the exact story but i think rivers cuomo like i think it was after the blue album like he just like sort of quit the band or they went on hiatus and then he like went to Harvard mm-hmm. for a while and like lived a Harvard life. Yeah. Just to and visit. Ex- exactly. And then I think he wrote like, like hundreds of songs, I think. And I think that's what came from it. Oh, and Justin Broadbent saying Erica Hodges, uh, my uh, Hodges Broadbent, who is my uh, brother-in-law's wife. Uh, uh, that's her favorite album is Weezer's Pinkerton. I do not blame her at all. It's a great album right here. Weezer, you guys, do you guys want some quality Weezer trivia? Yeah, I would love some quality. Yo, would you like some quality uh, Weezer trivia? High or low quality? It's like mid-quality, mid-range quality, but it's good. Great. This is, uh, I'd be, I would be very impressed with both of you music nerds if you knew the answer to this. Weezer's first show they ever played, 1992, they opened for this band. Now, I'll give you a good hint because the band is only famous for having a famous actor as a member. Oh, the dog one, uh, the dog band, the dog is, did I get it right? It's, uh, uh, who, oh, do, 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 dog star, dog star. Keanu's band. Yes. Did I get it? Is it Keanu Reeves band? Dog star. Oh, right. nice. I was actually thinking I was picturing, I know it was dog something. I was picturing Johnny Depp, but it was Keanu Reeves and it was dog. Yeah. Dog star. That's who they opened for. Is that right? Isn't that amazing? Wow. wow. I don't think, now can you name any dog star songs? Uh, oh, I think 
uh, "Hey guys, we're Dog Star." That was my favorite. <laughs> Quick, their, their one hit was um, "Look, it's me, Keanu Reeves." That's a good song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The B side um, was "I'm not Keanu Reeves." Right. Yeah, and uh, and then there was. Uh, I, I always I, I did enjoy the the Speed trilogy uh, songs that they did, all about moving vehicles that had bombs strapped to them. I'm in a good. bass bus. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so. Yeah. So I'm a big Weezer. I'm a big, uh, I, I will say Weezer and Pearl Jam are very similar to me in respect to that. I am a big fan of both of their first few albums. And then I'm not saying that the other albums aren't good. I just sort of fell off the bandwagon after their, I actually, all three, three of them for Pearl Jam, the first three Pearl Jam albums, the first three Weezer albums. And then I sort of checked out. I'm not. I'm not saying it's not good. I just. I didn't. I didn't stick around for the rest of it. Yeah, I uh, can't stand. If you, can't Joe. Stand oh, you can't stand them. No. Really? Have you ever been able to stand them? Uh like. Yeah, I mean the sweater song when it first came out was pretty cool, but then yeah, yeah. Then you're done. Yeah, yeah no use. Not, not into them. Now let me ask you this, Joe. Uh, as a big Pearl Jam fan, so. Uh, Pearl Jam 10, I mean, one of my favorite albums. Love it. You know, high school, there was just, you know, that came out. I'm a little bit older than you, so I was a freshman in high school. Uh, I love married it. with two kids. Well, you know, you know how it is. 64 and, years young, Joe. Yes. Yeah, he's, uh, he'll, he'll be 73 next week. Um, so I love 10, loved Versus, liked Vitology a lot. Then I just dropped off. Have no other Pearl Jam albums. What's the one that I need to get? Ooh, that's a great question. It looks like Joe froze. Or is he asleep? Joe either froze or he is sleeping. He is narcoleptic. I don't know if I told you this, Jeff. Uh, Joe does suffer from narcolepsy, mm-hmm. especially when we do talk about his favorite bands. So uh, he's, like in a, he's like in a fugue state right now. He's he really like, is. I feel like I said the word vitology and it like he went into a deep slumber. So we just lost him much less. Well, not like, you know. Not little like Richard little lost Richard him. lost. Or but I'm assuming Blair he'll be back. So you just keep an eye out for him, Jeff. I'm sure he'll be back soon. We got a lot of laughs and a lot of likes for that, uh, for Joe leaving. I think, I think Joe's coming play. back. Do you guys want less? Back. Do you want less or more Joe Moore, people? Let's go with more. I think they want more Joe Moore. Come on, Joe. He's joining, Chip. He's joining. Come on. I bet you he's going to be connecting to audio soon. If I know Joe, he's going to be connecting to audio very shortly. Yes. And I don't like Weezer, and my internet crashed. Just gone. Yeah, yeah. River, Rivers Alex, is gone. Yeah, Alexa's gone. Uh, she she is a huge Weezer fan. Obviously, you, you angered some nerds. You angered a lot of nerds. Yeah, get back. Take take his connection down, please. Yeah, we're done. Um, it's like it's and just like don't say anything about the rentals. That's all I have to say. Now, uh, Joe. Yeah. Uh, the question I did ask you before we did, oh, and by the way, we did explain to the audience that you are a, nar- a narcoleptic because it just seemed like, I don't know if you know, but it, your eyes just, fro- your eyes were closed, you froze and you were just gone for a few seconds. <laughs> um, so I was saying that I, I, am a big fan of the first three Pearl Jam albums, uh, 10 versus Vitology. Don't know any, ba- basically don't know anything after that. What's the one album that I should get? If I had to pick one album from the rest of their category catalog no code this is the next album okay yeah no code all right there's a recent pearl jam song that i love so much and it makes me tear up 
And I love that the drummer like sings real quality backing vocals on it. Mm-hmm. And there's like a part part of Eddie. Oh my goodness. We have another super guest. Another star. special. We have all, all these oh guests. Oh my goodness. Hi. I don't like Weezer and Dot showed up. Hey, oh Dot. How are you? That's your work call. You're going to crash the work call. Oh You're going to crash the work call. Dot, so who's, your fa- who's Dot's favorite band? Dot, do you listen to the radio? Do you- the Beatles. You like the Beatles? Oh, oh, I like the Beatles, one? too. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, that's yeah. Name one. name the uh, first track off of Sartre. <laughs> Dot, what's your favorite Beatles song? Huh? What's the first song on Rubber Soul? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> Dot, what's your favorite Beatles song? Do you like Yellow Submarine? Taxman. Oh, Taxman. Which is the first song on Rubber Soul, I think, isn't revolver, it? Revolver, Chip. Oh, revolver. revolver. Oh. It's not the first song. Well, it's pretty. she's pretty close. Dot, are like you going to be song? a future certified public accountant, do you think? I think we have a CPA in our future. I our do. I, did you like numbers? Can you balance mommy like and daddy's numbers? books? Um, my favorite number is seven. My favorite, oh, your favorite number is Wow. And and how how old are you now, Dot? I'm four. Wow. Wow, you get so big. Who's your favorite little brother? Um Graham. Yeah, is he cool? Yeah. Um, he's, he's my baby brother. Yeah. Do you get to hold him and rock him to sleep sometimes? I mean, only my mom and dad do that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's kind of their job. Yeah. yeah. You're getting there. That's right. right. Yeah. I'm just gonna quit you. <laughs> cool. We'll get have a good night, okay? Have a good night. Bye bye dot. Bye bye. Bye bye. She said bye. You're not gonna find a cuter kid than that. Yeah. Although Joe, I will say that was pretty unprofessional. We're trying to have a, a conversation about sorry. Pearl Jam right I'm now. So sorry, that is so rude. I'm I was so about sorry. to reveal my my the song that gets me emotionally. Sirens, Joe? Sirens? Yeah. That's a that's a great song. Yeah, it's good. That gets me right here. I don't know what it is. The the timber in Eddie's voice, like right, like he hits this crazy note. Yeah, that was one. He, he got hooked up with the Dixie Chicks over the West Memphis Three stuff. And um, I think he got a taste of that publishing money from having country western singers cover Pearl Jam songs. So when okay. that song came out, I thought for sure that was something that he was going to work with someone like, they, you know, someone on the country music channel would be covering Sirens, but it never panned out. I, know, I, ha- I have to say that uh, I was driving home from a gig I forget where it was somewhere very, it was a number of hours drive. And I woke up very early on a Sunday morning after my, my week of shows, maybe in Buffalo. And I was driving home early on a Sunday morning. I got up at like 5 a.m. after three hours of sleep. And I stopped at a Starbucks to get some coffee because I'm exhausted. And uh, the next thing I remember, it's about an hour down the road after the Starbucks and the coffee is finally setting in. I looked down and uh, I had not only purchased a coffee, but an Eddie Vedder ukulele cd that i purchased at the front desk and i was like that's how starbucks gets you you're groggy you're not really with it 
And then you're like, oh, I'll pay $17 for uh, songs where Eddie Vedder plays the ukulele. Sure. That'll wake you up. Right next to that, was it Sting's album of loot playing loot? Yes, it was. Yeah. 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 And then, and then of course, you know, then of course uh, Gene Simmons is a banjo uh, instrumental album, which is really just horrifying. (laughs) Wait, did you, did you for real buy that album, Chip? I did for real buy that album at a, at a Starbucks, like really early on a Sunday morning. How was it? I feel like there was one good song that, I mean, I didn't really listen to it that much. I feel like dream, dream, a little dream might've been on that song, like mama cast. And then I think it was from before mama cast, but, uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it was all right. And, but I don't remember much from it. I don't even think I have it anymore. I, I don't know what happened to it. I hope you pick it out. I hope that's your next selection. I'm going to grab a CD right pick now. Pick it out. I think it's time for Jeff Lyons to pick one out. Don't hurt anything, Jeff. Don't pull anything. Wow, this is a good one. This is, you can't really tell what it is, but this is a band called Shudder to Think. Okay. Get your goat. Their lead singer, Craig Wedren, is good friends and went to school with the guys in the state. So when you hear all the music in the state movies, the theme song of the state, Wet Hot American Summer, it's Craig Wedren doing all the music. And um, he's amazing. Like He's just one of those virtuoso guys. Amazing voice, like this crazy falsetto. Um, if you want to check out one great, if you want to do Shudder to Think, get in, get into them. Do Shudder to Think and type in a Red House. And the ghost of my brain goes to yours in something comes quite clear. Smoke is on hand, but you'll grow. Can't stop the rain or the snow. think album at some point i think just digitally though i don't think i ever had a hard copy but a good uh i have a good story about craig he's very handsome like he's a very striking man and we went to the world well the world premiere the new york city premiere of um wet hot american summer when it first came out my cousin went to school and dated the director in college so she was good friends with them she's like hey do you want to go the state's putting on a, a movie and we're like hell yes yeah. so we go up to new york we go to the after party and it's total ball it's so much fun a lot of indie comics it's the first time that i saw janine garofalo in person she is this tall she i read an article before i saw her and she said how much she hates parties because she's very small and it's intimidating and i'm like oh she's just being a little prima donna but when she walked in literally she's like 
just as this little scowl on her face trying to get through the crowd. And then she came up to our group because we were hanging out with some of the people. She was super nice, but you could tell like, you know, it's tough being a little short, you know. If you're that short, uh, you've been reality fights, you know. (laughs) Chip, you know, I don't like puns. I don't like- I apologize. Was she taller than three nine? She was, she, she's known if people say how tall is she's like, I'm little Richard size. Is that, is that how she goes back now? Well, I wonder what she's going to say now. Cause without something to compare to, she's going to she, have to. You'd say like the corpse of little Richard size. Sure. Sure. Oh, and so yeah. to end this very long meandering story, cause I picked out this shutter to think CD. Um, my wife ended up dancing with Craig Wedren for, I would say too, too many songs for my liking. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a lot. Everybody's on the dance floor. He's literally in this amazing suit, just cutting it up. Kelly goes out there, my cousin, and he's just spinning around. And I'm like, I'm, I'm just going to watch this and hopefully yeah. maybe Kelly will come home with me. Exactly. Exactly. So there you go. So uh, I'm a big fan of Shudder to Think. That's a good one. By the way, uh, Justin Broadbent uh, had, had told us going back to when I asked Joe what album besides the first three Pearl Jam albums I should get. And, uh, Justin Broadbent's uh, suggestion was the remastered version of the 10 album. So, you know, I think that's, you know, stick with the original. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Johnny Goodtimes just chimed in and he said that little Richard is dead now, Jeff. So he, uh, I don't think he really appreciated that comment. I'm just relaying that. I don't want to start trouble, but I'm just saying, I don't think, I don't think Johnny's really handling it too. Sorry, Jonathan. Sorry very much. All right, Joe, stick your hand in your uh, crate of, of greatness. We'll call it the crates of greatness. The um, greatness. Great crates. Great, great crates. Pretty deep here. And I'm hoping it's not a PlayStation game or something. Interesting. <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> can I get it? Wait, I can toss one out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah you, get get you can just throw that, throw that right in the garbage. Save yourself a little time. <laughs> Are you just picking out trash? Oh, it's an old juice box. Here's the first Hive CD. Oh, oh, there you go. Illegal. Some really great songs on it. There, you can still. There's, I think they're still mastering their command of the English language on it too. I love it. They're a fun band live. The Hives. Yeah, one of my favorites. One of my favorite. I, I have a photo somewhere on an old phone, probably in my phone somewhere, of – I don't know even know if Joe knows this, if he remembers this. I have a photo of Joe Moore enjoying a Hives concert. I was actually at – I was on the parkway at the very first Made in America festival with uh, Justin Broadbent, actually, and our friend Sandeep, and we went to see – and, you know, we I was going to check it out. Pearl Jam was there, if we want to come full circle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were going to say, okay, well, you know, which bands we're going to watch. And I had talked to Joe and he's like, you have to watch the hives. You got to see the hives. They put on such a great show. I was like, I don't really know the hives. I know the one song, whatever, bing, bang, boom, whatever. And he's like, you got to watch them. So we went and watched them. And A, I recommend going to see the hives to anybody. They just put on such a great show. They were hilarious. They were fun. They were, but I saw Joe Moore just rocking out to the hives about 10 rows in front of me off to the left. So I just took, a photo of him rocking out and then texted it to him 
So in real time, he got a photo of himself rocking out to the hives. At a hives if you're concert. a big hives fan, do you wear a suit to their concert like they wear? You know what I mean? Like to get into the whole vibe of the hives? I wish. I should. I really should. There's no reason not to. I mean, they go through the effort to put on a suit for me. I should do the same. Black tie only. Hives concert, right? Yeah. Black and white tie. There you yeah. go. Chip, um, I believe you're up. Okay. Let's... Uh... Please come tumbling down. Tumbling, not, not, tumbling not dead chip but i just want like severely i want to go viral with this i just really all right this one i'm gonna have to probably defend a little bit although i really don't know this album very well uh this is a fish album round room round room by fish oh uh, jeff pretty late along right that is pretty far along yeah pebbles and marbles is on it 46 days i think that was the big one uh i don't know much about this. This came out, I'm not sure what year, the mid-2000s. Uh, I was a big Fish fan back in the 90s. I still will defend that music. I loved it. Uh, this came out, and I'm going to call it maybe like 05 or something. That's my guess. Uh, I know it's, it's one of the last Fish albums that I got and uh, never really paid much attention to it. I'm sure there's some great songs on there, but I, I really don't know much about it. But I do I'm love... How many Fish albums are there? Is that a band that just puts out like an album a year? Is it like there's... Yes and no. I mean, they probably have about, and I could be way off, they probably have about a dozen studio albums, but they're really known for their live stuff. So they have like hundreds of songs, a lot of songs that never were, were on an album that, that are only played live. So right. uh, they're, they're Joe, not really known for their studio albums. Joe, Fish, yay or nay on Fish? I think, I think in, in small quantities. Small. I like, I like a couple of Fish songs. There you yeah. go. It's, uh, yeah, so it's uh, not a... Not a great representation, but you know, it's a, it's a fun, I know you can't see it too well. There's a lot of uh, back, but there is literally a round room right there. Jeff, I, you... I know someone who's not a fish fan. That'd yeah. be Johnny great times. Johnny, not... Johnny great times. I, I, I made Johnny good times. So mad one time he, he has a, I had a Johnny good times t-shirt that he would sell or they, you know, for his quizzo and said Johnny good times. And I wore it to a fish concert and I had people take pictures of me in it with a lot of like fish fans around, like we'd be on the parking lot and uh, he was not, wasn't happy about that. At Majority all. of fish fans are filthy human beings, correct? So it probably wasn't. Yes, physically. Dirty, yes. just dirty hippies reeking mm -hmm. of like patchouli oil and just yeah. like stink lines visibly emanating off their body, right? Right, like pig pen from, from peanuts, absolutely. <laughs> I saw fish at Hershey, I think before the first hiatus. And this is how was that. Would that have been like 2000, 99, 2000? Yeah. I was there for, I saw that show. Naked guy was there. Yes, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Well, I remember walking, this is how naive I was. I was walking through the parking lot and I remember saying to my friend, how nice it is that that person was just selling balloons. <laughs> <laughs> like a man in the park for children. Yay. <laughs> Which is funny because I almost bought acid from a guy at the Mad Music Center in the parking lot because I thought he was selling like papers, like a um, like a newsletter, like he was selling like a circulation about fish, and I almost bought it. And then I, my friends had to grab me and be like, "No, he's trying to sell you acid right now." And uh, you know, I was sixteen or whatever, and I, I decided against it. All right, guys, we're gonna we're gonna switch it up here. I think part of this being three music nerds with impeccable taste. Right. You know, except for the fish. Wow. Thing. You know, you, we'll get over that. To each but, 
I want us to each pick an album we consider a perfect album and just talk about a little bit and try to convince each other why this is a perfect album. It could be something where we're like, oh my God, I've never heard of that before, or I'm fully on board. Or if you pick out a fish album, we might, we might just lose your connection, Chip. You never know. Right. So, uh, uh, no, are you ready to to have, do you have a perfect album you might want to discuss with us? Yeah. And just so I understand it's a perfect fish album. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Anything from their catalog. Yeah, I would say ambient sounds of the parking lot are pretty good. Um, I would, you know what, I I came up with a with a list, but I would say the one on here, and it's unfortunate that we were talking before about how white musicians stole rock and roll from black musicians, uh, because my perfect album is absolutely uh, one of these. Can anyone guess based on that clue? At least the band. Led Zeppelin. No. <laughs> Beastie Boys. Led Zeppelin, I, I like Led Zeppelin 2, but I only like the drums. If I could get everything off of that and just listen to the drums, it would be one of my favorite. You know what, Joe? There's so much nerdiness on YouTube where they people isolate tracks from songs. If you typed in um, drums only Zeppelin 2, you would have five different people to choose from, and yeah. they would all be warring with each other like, um, you know, I think your quality is a little less than it should be. It was, it, John Bonham was like uh, like Jordan on the 92 Bulls or whatever on that album. Like the rest of them, I can't stand anything else about them. But anyway, my perfect album is Exile on Main Street by the oh. Rolling Stones. Uh, that's a great one. Yeah, you can't, can't go wrong with that. There's so many great songs on it. And I just love this idea that you have this, like one of the biggest bands in the world, leaves from England, leaves England to go to France and records the most rootsy Americana album ever. Um, It's just, it's, that is like my go-to every nice warm, first warm day of the year, driving around with the windows down Mm -hmm. is Exile on Main Street for a bunch of years. And also New Year's Eve for the last like 15 years after midnight, I listen to Exile Main Street, then watch Big Trouble in Little China and then oh. watch Big Trouble in Little China again with the audio commentary on. Oh my God. That's a good nice. That's yeah. the way to do it, man. That is the way to do it. Is that by most Stones fan? If most Stones fan would agree that is their like high watermark. I, I, it, it has to be, right? Or I mean, I, right? Yeah. Like the casual Stone fan. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, Stones fans are kind of a weird breed. Like they're kind of all over the place. And they're another band, I guess, that has like maybe what 25 albums or whatever so yeah. i mean i'm sure there's a lot of stuff that everyone agrees is pretty bad but some girls people like to i love some girls i was um i remember like i had a couple stones albums and then my cousin who's about eight years older just and he was like this very preppy guy from new england and he came to my grandma's house and he's like you got to hear this and i remember the album cover itself was amazing um and then I was so on board with them. I thought it was a different band. Like it was so different to me than the earlier Rolling Stone albums. Um, But that is a pretty perfect album too. Perfect in a sense, there's no skippable songs. The flow of the album is just so good. It's such a great listen. And I know it's like kind of hip to be a Some Girls fan now, like that album more so than their earlier stuff, but it is really solid. Yeah, also Shattered is like, there is there is like a perfect amount of humor to that album too, you know, like so it's like it's serious, it's rocks, it's heartfelt, and then it yeah. also is pretty funny too. Chip uh, Brian Brian from Jersey uh, said that memory he likes Memory Motel 
and Fool to Cry is another good song. Oh, there you go. Chip, could you give us a perfect album? What is something that a young Chip Chantry, an old man Chip right now, something when you need a little pick-me-up, you want to play a whole album where you're not skipping songs, you just want to have little Stanley or maybe Gary or Ernie on your lap, yep. having a nice glass of wine with executive producer Kim Chantry, what are you listening to? I don't think this is a big surprise uh, to many people. It's not, it's not the biggest pick-me-up album in the world, although there's, there, it has its moments. Uh, I'm gonna go with Wilco's Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. Yeah, I sincerely miss those heavy metal bands. I used to go see on the landing in the summer. She fell in love with the drummer. She fell in love with the drummer. She fell in love. Front to back, back masterpiece. And I was just listening to it today because there is a site i forget who it is uh i think if you go to brooklyn vegan they just talked about it somebody shared it with me but uh the the album i'm sorry the documentary i am trying to break your heart is uh is free this week i think for a week you can see it and actually i actually speaking of my uh my dvds it's gonna come down now now, this was a uh a dvd that i bought a music documentary i am trying to break your heart the making of yankee hotel foxtrot which is a great music documentary like one of it's probably my favorite music documentary i have but, a vhs uh, that is the making of the dvd of the album of yankee foxtrot hotel really that's yeah. wow that really goes VHS, back just documenting the making the physical production of the dvd sure. itself. <laughs> two hours <laughs> and then about the album yeah yeah have you guys so, but i would i recommend to anybody oh jeff Tw- the jeff tweedy book have you read this book i have not Pick it up. I mean, if fans and non-fans alike, um, very interesting life. And boy, oh boy, did he have a struggle with drugs that was not pretty. Yeah. Woof yeah, yeah. Not a great, not a great history with hats either. I have to say. <laughs> I mean, just based on the. I mean, if you want to judge a book by its cover. He's yeah. even looking at his hat like I can't believe I'm doing this. Yeah. yeah. Chip, how familiar uh, with Wilco were you before you saw the movie, the documentary? I was fairly for like I I had got, I had gotten in when Yankee Hotel Foxtrot came out, mm-hmm. so I I saw like the big hype about it. I was like, let me pick this up. Loved it. Went back a little bit, and then, and I so I was a couple albums in probably that I that I knew about them. But like I would I'd recommend it probably for pretty much it. I'd listen to the album first, but uh, I think it's a good documentary. I think for anybody to watch. It came out about the same around the same time, right? Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't very much after like the album because the album was delayed because of all the stuff that happened with it. So I believe there's a great scene, if I'm thinking of the right documentary, where Dave Perner comes in, Dave Perner for Soul Asylum and mm-hmm. steals pizza out of their dressing room. I guess he's I believe that's completely drunk and high. And he like runs in, he's like, Hey guys, and he's grabbing like pizza and he just like runs out and they're like, Dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that sounds about right. Chip, this is going to be, people are going to be like, did Jeff and Chip talk about their perfect albums? I think they did because the seg between yours and mine, it's like an amazing producer or director directed this. Yeah, I even yeah. have a visual. Um, I'm going to go with, this is a little band called Uncle Tupelo. Look at that. Still feel gone. This to me, this was my introduction to um, the band that was, that was Uncle Tupelo. Um it's their sophomore album, came out in, believe, in 91, Rockville Records. This is Jay Farrar, Jeff Tweedy, 
And on drums, Mike Heddorn. Heidorn? Heddorn. I don't know. I think it's Heidorn. Everybody loves their, their debut album, No Depression. It was such a landmark album for alt country. Like it defined pretty much a genre of music. You know what I mean? Yeah. It took elements of punk and then really old school um, country music and blended them like just in this perfect, like, you know, mixture that was palatable to like alternative, alternative people, punk people, country people. And so people, you know, with no depression, there were that, that is a term, another term for alt country. Like there's a whole, I believe website magazine called no depression. Called no depression. Yeah. So I love that album, but when this album came out, there's, it, it blew my mind. Like there's not a bad song on it. It is a perfect flow of a record um still be around it's like their little just guitar plucking ballad it is in my top 10 songs of all time when the bible is a bottle the hardwood floor is home when morning comes twice a day or not at all if i break into will you put me back together when this puzzle's figured out will you still be around to say just been there walking the line wow. song called d boone is killer it's their like homage to d boone from d the minutemen yeah like you could hear like little minutemen almost influences on some of their tracks another great uh, another great track punch drunk and watch me fall but if you want an album i i put this on all the time like joe said like in a happy moment where you just want to be like hey it's new year's put on an album, listen to uh, Still Feel Gone, or maybe just start with No Depression and then go to Still Feel Gone. And you're going to have a great night of listening to music. I think we have, uh, I think we've given the listeners a lot to, a lot to listen to later. We're, we're getting some good stuff. Mm -hmm. Some real good stuff. Uh, yeah. By the way, uh, Brian from Jersey also said Wilco is a great band. So is Band of Horses. Band of band Horses, Horses okay. similar. Yeah, yeah. Band of Horses. What's, what is their the one album that I love? It's with funeral and all that. Is, is it everything all the time? Is that what it's called? That's a great. That's another great album. That's kind of front to back. Uh, a, a great album. Joe, Joe, you a uh, Wilco or Uncle Tupelo guy? So I'm un. I'm. I have never really delved into Uncle Tupelo, uh, but Wilco. When I, I I was asking Chip about the album and the documentary coming out because I'm pretty sure I saw the movie before I really knew the band mm -hmm. i checked out the album after that and then that yankee hotel fox right yeah probably one of the few per perfect albums for me too i i remember driving around to that what whenever that came out 2002 i think yeah 2002 2003 like that whole winter uh summer or that you know after it came out listening to it um but then i didn't really keep up with them uh i have yeah. into Will same thing yeah, I know I did the same thing because I came in with uh, I, I came in with Yankee to Foxtrot. I listened to the first three then, which are great, and then I listened to Gross is Born, which is great, and then I kind of fell off after that too. Check out uh, Sun Volt good album too. Okay, if yeah, the other, go, the other end of Jay uh, Farrar route, Trace yeah. is a pretty perfect album. I think John Huey, uh, in the comments there, can agree that's one of the best albums out there. I remember it's uh, pronounced John Huey. Guys, here's something fun. Do you have bands that you like that have such regret regrettable names that you're almost embarrassed to like them? Like, what are good bands with bad names? Like, I have two. I'm going to start this conversation off. Get this flowing in your head. 
And this is a band much like Fish, where you have you mentioned Fish and you get some like eye rolls. Yes, flack, yeah. Right. So I'm going to mention this one band, and you might both injure yourself rolling your eyes. Ready? I'm a big Goo Goo Dolls fan. You know that, Chip. Early sure. Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah, look at it. Joe just hurt himself. Yeah. Part of the two reasons people don't like the Goose, the Gigi Dolls, uh, they turn into a ballad band, you know, in the late 90s, 2000s, because they got a little taste of uh, what a ballad could do for their career. Sure. But you go from Superstar Car Wash album down, it's just hard rocking replacements type goodness. Um, goodness. Yeah, it's just gooey goodness. I, I would call them the good, good dolls, right? I would think as a fan myself, I've written uh, yeah. letters. I'm yeah. like Johnny Resnicki. How about just the good, good dolls? So mm -hmm. that's a band that I'm a little embarrassed to say, but I, I'm at the point now where I'm so proud of my Goo Goo Dolls love. I revel in their bad name and they, yep. they're they not happy with the name. Like that was just a dumb, drunken name of the band. And now they're like, I can't believe we have to stick with that. I remember where I saw, but there's like, there's footage of them on like some local access show from Buffalo, like, and they look like a punk band. No, they were. Their first two albums were just straight up three chord, two minute song. Like they, they, they worshiped Hoosker do like that was Johnny's like main influence it still is. But like I said, you know, and they progressed. They had a really nice progression from like that punk to putting in hyper melodies, big choruses, big pre-choruses. Um, he's a great singer. Songs are songwriting's decent, but I, I'm a, just a big fan. So um, you're still current with them. You'll buy their albums when they come out. I do. I I just do it because I feel like I there's certain bands I'll just buy anything with them. It is. They got screwed out of, they had one of the worst record deals in the world. They were this signed with a band of, called Metal Blade, and they basically took all the money they made on their first four albums. So once they hit it big, I was so happy that they got money. Is Dot back? She, she came back to show me a... Can I ask her what she thinks of the Goo Goo Dolls? Would she listen to a band named the Goo Goo Dolls? Like a, would you listen to a band called the Goo Goo Dolls, Doc? Would you listen to them? No. Oh. No. No. She's what, obviously never heard the City of Angels soundtrack. What if they were the Good Good Dolls? The Good Good Dolls? No. No. What's a good name for a doll? If you had to name a doll, what would you name it? Hello. Hello? Hello, Hello the doll? I love it. I love yeah. the way you're thinking. All right, can I do it? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry about that, Chip. I know. I'm sorry. Jeff, I'm sorry. Yeah, so, Chip's going to probably rake yeah. you over the coals for this. No, it's fine, because this will be your last time on this podcast. You won't be welcome back anymore with all these interruptions. But, um, you know, well, okay, here's the thing. Uh, you have an adorable child who comes in and talks to us every once in a while. I have a, uh, I have a middle-aged Quizzo host that keeps barging in. <laughs> adorable middle-aged. Adorable middle-aged. Middle he is adorable. Middle he is adorable but, who just, yeah. just does uh, not keep up with the news. Yeah, Wait, I think, yeah. The later day Goo Goo Dolls albums, is there any that you think are worth checking out? Not the latest one. The one before it's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I'm just like, I, I, I don't mind giving them my money. I listen to them. There's always one or two that they kind of harken back to their hard rocking sound, but they know what their, their moneymaker now is ballads. I, yeah. I always forget there were like a couple of hits before name or oh, around yeah. the time of name that were like pretty rocking. All right. On the Twitter soundtrack. 
Long Way Down. That song ripped. Long Way Down's great. Yeah. So if you want to go to, just get the album Superstar Car Wash. That's all. That's all I'm telling my. my so you need to do, Joe. Yeah. Look at that, picking it out. <laughs> Chip, any bands that you love, you're embarrassed of their name besides Fish. You know what? Uh, I, I'm a big Prince fan, but people are always like, he's not a real Prince. <laughs> and then they're like, he's not royalty. Sure, he's pretty good at music, but you know, that's the way I do. Real Prince? No, he's not. Oh, you didn't know that? Yeah, no, he's not. He just came up with that name. Well, he was given the name, but he's not actual royalty. He hasn't put an album, an album out in a while. I think he, he's just kind of laying low. Like, what is he? Um... Okay, uh, Jeff, I think that conversation is for the next episode. I don't... I, I don't want to broach that topic right right now. He's so mysterious. He's probably just like hold up, like you know, working on something. Who knows? Exactly, exactly. Love him. Uh, by the way, we do have some uh, some good some opinions on some of these bands, especially the Goodos. Well, first of all, John Howie said Trace and uh, Wide Swing Tremolo. Oh, that's just really, as good as Trace. Yep. Right. Um, and then uh, Josh Matches says Goodos is a great band name. Okay, band. So he oh. loves the band name. I love it. I he said it's an okay band. Brian from Jersey said no on the goo for him. Uh, Josh Josh said good good uh, good good doll theater, which you know, hey, maybe they go. Oh, into I, a, I like that. You know, I like that. I'm just comedy just, room. I go. I like to sit there with twenty other people and watch some sketch comedy. Mm-hmm. Oh, Gethard uh, do something weird. Right. The good. Um, good. Uh, Brian from Jersey also said long way down. Great song. And um, then uh, John Howie said, I, I I think is a good point. Uh, the new pornographers, great band difficult name there you go that is maybe the best example great example yeah it's like how do you how do you say that you know who i was always a big fan of this is going back to my high school college days uh that i never loved the name uh and i always felt weird saying it um g love and special sauce it's gross. Just didn't didn't feel didn't feel right about. It felt that. like a very sexual connotation that you you didn't feel good about, right? Did I ever tell you I met G Love in a hotel gym in Buffalo, New York, in February of like I think maybe like 2015. Son, special sauce, just G Love. He the special sauce was not with him. He was on the elliptical, uh, and he was just him and I. Because you know, like. It was like an Adams Mark Hotel. It's like one of these, like, you know, it's literally like one uh, hotel room, but that they just put equipment in. So it's not a big place. And I was in there. I was on the treadmill for a while. I'm running. And then this other guy comes walking in, two machines down on the elliptical. This guy gets on. I was like, that guy looks familiar. And I was a big G Love fan back in the day. And I kept looking. I was like, I think that's G Love. And I went on my phone and I looked up. He was playing in Buffalo that night. And I was like, this is G Love. So I had to keep running because I didn't want to leave. But like he just got on. So I, I had to run like another five miles uh, just to like so I could stay in the room because I didn't want to bother mid-workout. And then he got done and I got done too. I was like, hey, man, you're G-. And then we uh, met. He's very nice. He has a pretty pronounced Philly accent, correct? He does. It is pretty good. Yeah, it is a, it's a pretty hardcore one. Do you know what would be great if he – like when he introduced, let's say he's with the band somewhere. He's like, yo, I'm G love. And then like the two other guys, like this is special sauce. Like they right. don't get the dignity of like him saying their names. Like he's just like, Oh, here's special sauce. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Here's oats. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, but there's like two other, there's two guys. It's a three piece, right? I don't know. Yeah. It's like three or four piece. Yeah. Somebody's got to play that upright bass. Sauce. I can tell by how they look. I could be like, oh, that one's G-Love. 
Those guys are special sauces. Yeah, he's, sauce. he's the G loviest, and they're the sauciest. You can definitely tell. Joe, what's a band you like with a regrettable name? You know, I would, uh, Ween. Yeah. I, I think, I, think I've I was grown, thinking about that too. Yeah, I agree. I I've grown with it to where it's like the absurdity of the name Ween fits the band and it makes sense. But I remember when I was first getting into them being like, ah, I don't want to, when I'm talking about a band or I'm looking for an album in the store or whatever, I don't want to sound like I'm trying to make a joke. You yep. know what I mean? Yeah. I gotcha. Hey, Chip brought up something uh, interesting. Um, Chip and I, we're fans of this uh, food product called pizza. Um, we eat it every now and then. We mention it maybe every other podcast in great in-depth. Sure. Um, Chip mentioned, are you friends with Scott from Scott's Pizza Tour? I am. I am. A previous guest, friend of the show, Scott. Yes. That's, yeah. uh, so how do you know him? Did you guys grow up in the area or what's up? Yeah, so he's from Jersey, but we didn't meet in Jersey. He went to Syracuse, and one of my best friends from high school went to Syracuse. They were in a band together. Oh, okay. My friend played drums. And if you watched, when you remember when Syracuse won the NCAA tournament? If you watched the uh, This Shining Moment uh, clip from, from the end of it, my friend was the drummer in Cuse's uh, pet band. <laughs> So you can see he's like within the first 15 seconds, he had like three and a half foot dreadlocks <laughs> and he was, he was down there for the tournament. He's an incredible drummer. And when they were, he was out with the pep band one night in between games and John Fishman from fish identified him on the streets in new Orleans. It was like, you're Syracuse's drummer. Oh my God. Yeah. No way. That's yeah, so but funny. Him and Scott were in this band, Hijack Jupiter. I actually pulled one. They were one of the discs that I didn't that I didn't pluck. Oh my god! Look at that. Nice artwork. Oh yeah, look at then This is real college rock here. But yeah, this, it really is. This would have been in like two, yeah, two thousand one, two thousand two. We go way back. Yeah, I remember I watched the the documentary on on Scott's Pizza Tour, and and when he was in the band, and he just showed his notebook of when they were on tour he would just every pizza place and just list it so you've done the pizza tour yeah we've done it twice and then i was on the first one that he ever did for his birthday when he just chartered a school bus and went to like 12 or 15 oh my God. and uh you recommend the pizza tour for sure scott's pizza tour it is the most fun thing he's doing some of the best quarantine content i've seen He's like making pizza, showing you how to make dough. I have a sourdough starter I've been baking pizzas with for the last couple of weeks that he uh, coached me on, on his Instagram stories. Oh, wow. So where's, oh, so he's, is that where he's doing it on Instagram, all this stuff? Instagram and Facebook. He's got Facebook live stuff too. Oh. Pizza tours. He's all over the place. Fantastic. I need to check that out. And should you make pizzas at home? Yeah, all the time. All the time. Now. Would you consider yourself pretty good? Uh. Probably, I would say I could probably get to top 10 in the state of New Jersey. Nice. Really? Would you consider yourself a pizzaioli? Pizzaioli. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, are, you, are you more of a Neapolitan or New York style? New York style. Yes, thank you. That's the right answer, yeah. Chip. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Not yeah. that I have nothing. The thing about, I think, the Neapolitan that really gets me, like they show you like, and then you put it on, you put it in the oven for no more than 30 seconds, 700, and you take it out and the middle still sopping wet. And then they're like, Hey, you might as well, uh, you know, maybe just eat it with a knife and fork. And then they show like people in Italy. That's what they do. 
They're like, yeah. it's so sopping wet in the middle. They're like, Ugh. that's my character, Joe. I call Pizza Pete. <laughs> he's 107 a, years old and he's currently dying. He's, he's, yeah. he's dying. Well, I believe on our pizza, when John Solomon and I went up to New York for the pizza tour, Pizza Pete made a guest appearance. And he sadly, he did. Um, he did admit that he's been smoking for 50 years. Right. Yeah. And uh, now you now you ask him how old he is. How old are you, Pizza Pete? I'm 52. Started at two. Yeah. yeah. Well, is now is Pizza Pete actually Italian or is Pizza Pete also just doing a bad Italian impression? I'm uh, actually Polish. <laughs> but I love I love pizza so much. I figured it would be more legitimate if I uh, said I was Italian. <laughs> I just love pizza so much. Oh, Pete. Yeah, we do character work in this show. It's amazing. We really do. So like, we do space Kip work. Loves we do character, character work. We like Pizza Pete will come in when we least expect it. Yeah, I was not expecting it. And no, yeah. no, no one expects. Yeah, it's just you were blindsided, weren't you? Yeah. yeah. Like, wow, is he in the room with me? Yeah. Hey, Joe, and I have terrible news for you. <laughs> uh, Pizza Pete just died. No. Yeah. Yeah. On the same yeah. general day as. I heard Brooklyn. he choked. He choked on a. He choked on a large Neapolitan pizza. Yeah. It was, it, it, right it was actually on the fork. It was on the fork that he was eating it with. <laughs> Yo, I have a question for you. What's a tip for a pizza making novice? What is a good tip that most people get wrong that if you want, you can just be like, no, you know what? Why don't you try this? Um, you know what? The, the real tip for anyone making pizza is make a hundred more. Just keep doing it. Cause there are, there are so many, what I've learned over time is there are 15 things that can go wrong in making a pizza. Yeah. And you'll nail the first five and then screw up the sixth and your pizza will be awful. I so, also get a peel, get a pizza peel, get a peel. If you ever want to Did you say pizza Pete? Oh, pizza peel. I'm sorry. Oh Is yeah. That... He's back. Oh, he came back to life. Yeah. Yeah. No? He just came back to life. Is yeah. that the used, pizza? They used those things on me. The, um, the, uh, you know, the, the defibrillator. Yeah. The, oh. dif the, the defibrillator. Yeah. <laughs> I almost the, the, die. Yeah. I almost die at least twice a day. This is no nothing big for me. It's just he's, he's not healthy, man. Typical day for Pizza Pete. You know what my family? The, uh, no, by the way, speaking of your family, uh, Brian from Jersey just said Pizza Pete kind of sounds like Lou Carvel. <laughs> I might I might have some Central Jersey, uh, uh, yeah, Carvel uh, influence there. What's yeah. your favorite Jersey pizza, Jeff? Um, that's a great question. I grew up in a town called Belmar and there was an amazing place called Vesuvio's. Uh, it was so good. In fact, when I told, um, pizza tour, uh, Greg, no, what is pizza tour guys? Scott. When I told him where I was from, the first thing he said was, Oh my God, Vesuvio's hmm. like he knew and it closed wow. down, but it's still one of those like places you, anyone mentions, Oh, Pete Neld, look at that. That's number two on the list, Joe. <laughs> Pete Neld is, is uh, we were there last summer. It's so good. Chip, it's like the thinnest, biggest pizza. And it's the nice part about it is no matter how big it is and it's thin, you could probably eat a whole pie by yourself. Right. Because it's, yeah, it's dimensions. Yeah, absolutely. And where is Pete Neldis? Neptune City, New Jersey. Pie for free. Or oh, yes. That's the second best t-shirt we've seen all night. Yeah. Almost wore this one. I see now, both of I see both of the best T-shirts in the same frame. Now, do you go regularly? Have you been there like 
You know, this is like maybe once every five, 10 years. It's tough to, it's tough in the summer to get in there. It's very yeah. popular. Hey guys, I just realized it's already eight 30. I know. Um, we have to, we have probably have to end this soon. Now, Joe, since you, you are a performer, a comic sketch artist, like what have you been doing now? Like now that you can't get out in the clubs and do stuff. Yeah. Um, not a, not a lot. I've reading, been reading a yeah. lot. I really haven't been in the right headspace to write comedy or, you know, try to like, there's a lot of people doing like a uh, zoom, you know, like this, like this yeah. is, you know, doing stuff like this. Um, I really haven't had the urge to do that just yet, but um, yeah, I've been spending a lot of time reading. And, and raising a, an, an infant. Yes. Right. That takes a lot of time. And also all this pizza I'm making too. I'm keeping busy, you know? Does your daughter eat pizza? Please say yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause every now and then. You what if she's a... highly allergic or something like that, but like Joe just insists. <laughs> He's like no daughter of mine. Yeah. She can sleep in the garage. I don't, yeah. you know, like yeah. you gotta eat pizza. Joe, as you get older and the kids have more birthday parties, you're always going to have one kid who can't eat pizza. And it's not because of like an allergy thing. They just don't like it. And you're just like, get out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you have nuggets like chicken nug? No, no, it's pizza. Yeah, you can eat the crust, I guess. Make crust yeah. nuggets. Yeah, here it is. Chip, what do we say? You got coming up, Chip. You got a lot going on. I believe Sunday nights with Mary. Is that still going on? Uh, Mary and I are actually going to be doing a new show. Uh, actually, we're going to be uh, finalizing it this Monday. I think it might be this coming Sunday. So keep an eye out for uh, me and Mary Zinski, Chip, Mary, uh, Kill. I think we're, we might be going back because we're going to switch platforms. Maybe switching platforms. How about that? Oh my uh, we're going from Chip Mary Quarantine to Chip Mary Kill again. And uh, so we'll be doing that. Uh, I, I have something else to plug. Can I plug something very special? Yes. I, I want to do this. Okay. Oh, um, and then I have a question for the audience. Uh, but first of all, I would love for you to follow me on, if you don't already, follow me on all the social medias, at Chip Chantry, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. Uh, I have a, there is a new Instagram page near and dear to my heart that I think you should all follow right now. And I'm going to put it in the comments on uh, Facebook and it's at fur sticks, F U R underscore sticks, S T I like sticks. And um, it's uh, it's not going to let me do it right now, but uh, it's an Instagram page at fur underscore sticks. Uh, Me and my good friend, Joe of, Joe of uh, the of uh, sure the uh, found footage festival that you know good good friend of the show former guest uh, we started our own Instagram page where we just take picture of our cats paws so it's all cat paw pictures uh, you can submit cat paw pictures we're trying to make them artistic we're trying to make them fun and we're calling the cat the, the cat paws fur sticks so go to Instagram right now follow at fur sticks and that's what you need to do oh. I think he found it right there. Look at those fur sticks. Just oh my god, that's a great collection of fur sticks. And that's just the beginning. Ah, look at that fur stick. He he's writing a little joke. <laughs> uh, wait, no. Then look what it says. Uh, do, can you can you can you click on that to see what we uh, what we titled that one? That's called Furnace Hemming Stick. <laughs> yeah, because he's a writer. So uh, so yeah. So we would love for you to follow at Fur Sticks and submit. You can go to furstics oh. at gmail.com or just go just inbox us, uh, DM us, as they say, and uh, you can take pictures of your own cats or dogs or really any pet's paw. It could be any pet. 
send a picture of their paw and uh, you will hopefully be able to uh, be featured on uh, at Fur Sticks. That's exciting. I love it. They yeah. look like sticks made out of fur. <laughs> that's where we, that, you are so fast, Joe. That's where we, that's where he came from. By the way, uh, Brian from Jersey just said great band name, Fur Stick. It yeah. really is. Uh, yeah. By the way, uh, oh, Jeff Fritz is here. A uh, good friend, Jeff Fritz uh, from high school. He said that, uh, he said to join us on Twitch. I don't know much about Twitch. I know it's a big thing. I know the kids are doing it these days. I know, I, and I do know that, that uh, Jeff is big on Twitch. He's like the, he's like the grand godfather of Twitch that, but, but I need to figure it out. So I thank you. I appreciate I that. I think it started with gamers. Gamers would watch yes. other gamers play, right? But now right. it's like a platform where yeah. you can just, I believe uh, John Plester, uh, Philly guy in Chicago, he does mm -hmm. a show on Twitch. Warm milk. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, what I think is like, whatever we're comfortable on, Chip, that's the old thing. That's the old thing. Right. So we have to get out of the comfort zone. Maybe we go on Twitch. Maybe, right. maybe we'll Twitch it up, as they say. Oh, by the way, my buddy Frank is on here. And he just said, I think Frank, Frank gets a little confused sometimes. Sometimes he mixes conversations together. And he just asked fur sticks, question mark, sticks spelled S-T-Y-X. As in the band? As in a band. Great name for a band about Cat Pauls. He's bringing it. it all together. He's synthesizing. <laughs> you like that? Fur sticks. Mr. Robot Cat. You know, that would be a good one. You Mr. know, come meow, away, come meow away. Yeah, I don't want to take up any more time, but can I just plug a thing on Instagram that I'm not related to? Yeah. I, do we have time, Jeff? I don't think we have time. I, Bye, I everybody. Good night. It was it's great. a hard out. Everyone, everyone has to check out. Check out the Pat Finnerty show. Okay. I don't know Pat. He does live band karaoke at Fergie's uh, and he's a, has a band and stuff. But yeah. every day at five, five, sometimes eight o'clock. But if you on his Instagram, he does an Instagram live where he records a cover song from scratch like okay. drums guitar bass everything it is so compelling and so much fun to oh watch. wow that so, sounds like a lot of fun do you know what the uh what is the handle it's the underscore pat underscore finnerty underscore show that's a that's a lot for me to type yeah yeah but hold let's see oh, if i can do it the underscore pat underscore finnerty uh, sure. that's uh yep i think i'm gonna be able to do this i'm two beers in guys but <laughs> You know, it is, it is so fun. And he's doing now um, ELO every, I think, Wednesday for the month of May. He's going to do an ELO song. That, that sounds like a lot of work to do. That's a lot of orchestration right there. No pun intended, but that is a lot of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot let's going see, on. Let's see if uh, let's see if I got the right one going here. What if it's just completely not? Is this Pat Finnerty? There it is. Yep. Nice. Uh, it's so it, I. I it's an experience to watch him. He's it's so compelling and so fun. That's a good wreck. I like good wrecks, Joe. I think that's fantastic. We're going to do some first sticks. We're going to do some Pat Finnerty show right now. People, when we're done, go on Facebook and just type in Brian Seymour. S Y M O U R. That's right. He's doing that right now, isn't he? He's a, he's a friend of mine. Awesome singer, songwriter, musician. He's doing the piano. He does a show at Fergie speaking of Fergie's called the piano has been drinking. He does Tom Waits covers, does really nice versions of Tom Waits. I'm not the biggest Tom Waits fan, but I'm a fan of Brian doing Tom Waits. I love Tom Waits. So there you go. Why don't we get off here right now? Yeah. We just say goodbye to us. Um, me, you, Pizza Pete, Johnny Goodtimes, Joe Moore. And then we'll, um, we'll head over and type in Brian Seymour in Facebook. Yep. 
How do you think? I'm on it. I'm on it right now. I switched over right now. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna tune in live as soon as we so roll right over to to uh, Brian Seymour. And, and I have one more first, quick recommendation. Uh, yeah. Uh, I spoke of metal before. If you guys like metal and comedy together, there's a show on YouTube called Two Minutes to Late Night. Just type in Two Minutes to Late Night. It's really funny. I know it's hard to be funny with music and heavy metal and trying to like, but all I'm going to say is Two Minutes to Late Night, Jordan Olds, Drew Kaufman. Check it out. Okay. Sounds good. You know, anything else, buddy? Thank you so much for joining yeah, us. Thanks, Joe. Such a fun thing. I had a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the shirts too. I thank you for debuting a new shirt. Thank mm -hmm. you for showing another yeah. shirt. And, um, and thank everybody for listening and participating. We really appreciate all of the, uh, all of the interaction that we got this time. It's fun because we usually do the podcast, which is fun. It's just us, but now we get to interact live with our fans and uh, that, that, that makes it all the more fun. <laughs>